Is there anybody else that wants to praise God and thank him for a miracle? Anybody else? Going once, going twice, sold. Hallelujah. It's good to give praise to God. Hallelujah. Who needs their hope restored today? Who needs their hope renewed? I want to read you a passage before I get into my sermon. It says, The Lord restored the fortunes of Job when he prayed for his friends, and the Lord increased all that Job had twofold. God isn't just, I'll give you back. God is, I'll give you back and then some. I'll say it again. Because there's a couple people that got it. God isn't just, I'll give you back what was lost. He says, I'll give you back what was lost and then some. I don't know about you, but I like the then some. I like the then some. If somebody takes something from me, I like it when I get it back, but I like it when God says, and then some. The God that we serve is not just a tit-for-tat God. He's an abundant, exceeding. He's great. And this morning, I, I just felt, as Pastor Daniel was sharing and Pastor Nelson was talking about hope, a few weeks ago or a couple months ago, Pastor Nelson preached on contending for your faith. Does anybody remember that? Sometimes you have to fight. Sometimes you have to fight. In fact, I would suggest to you it's a whole lot more than just sometimes. You have to fight for what the Word of God says. My wife and I, we fought for our children. We didn't fight with our children. We fought for our children. We fought for our finances. We fought for deliverance. We fought for healing. I cannot tell you how many times Winona and I would pray for a specific healing. If your hope is lost today, I'm here to tell you the Word of God that came this morning says hope renewed. And I'm here to tell you don't just expect to get back what the enemy has stolen, but get back and expect to get then some. Ask God for more than just what the enemy took. You'll see in the scripture the times that he says restore double. It's not just once. It's not just once. Sometimes it's even sevenfold. So I don't know about who here would like to get some restoration. Because before I start, I, I, I just I want to capitalize on what God has said. If you want to ex and expect that God to restore something that was stolen, raise your hand right now, and we are going to ask God to perform His Word. Heavenly Father, we come in agreement with the Word that was spoken and the hope that was lost. Lord, we are asking for the renewed hope and the restoration, what the enemy has stolen, to be restored. Not just what he has stolen, but Lord, twofold and sevenfold, we are going for complete restoration now, and we speak it and we decree it now in the name of Jesus. Everybody said? 
Amen. Hallelujah. I'm getting excited and I haven't even gotten to my sermon. Hallelujah. I, I want to do a series. I, I believe God has given me a, a, a thought and I've, I've shared it a little bit with Pastor Nelson and Pastor Daniel. I, I want to do a series on the Holy Spirit. And as I look at my life, I realize there's so much more that God has for me that I haven't even tapped into with respect to relationship with the Holy Spirit. And I look at that and I, I, I have the privilege and I have the responsibility as a pastor that I see many lives. I see people's lives in front of me. And I evaluate some of those things and with respect to counseling, with respect to requests, with respect to prayer, and with respect to just even people that I see. And I am convinced that we haven't even understood or scraped the service, surface of what, ha what the Holy Spirit has for you and me. And I want to do a, a series. I, I, I'm going to ask Pastor Nelson to share in it. I'm going to ask Pastor Daniel to speak into it. Um, under the influence. And I don't just mean an influence that's passing. I mean an influence that's there permanent. And I want to start today, I want to start in John. One of the most famous verses that we know is from Acts, and we will get to that. But for now, for today, I want to talk to you a little bit of what does the Holy Spirit look like? And Jesus, as he was preparing to leave, talked to the disciples and he gave them in about three or four chapters, he gave them some little paragraphs, some little snippets of what the Holy Spirit would be like. I'm, the Holy Spirit is extremely practical. We, we, we use the term interchange Holy Spirit with Holy Ghost. And as a kid, I grew up watching a TV show that had Casper the Friendly Ghost. Anybody ever see Casper? And we've got this picture of the Holy Ghost as some little Casper that floats around and shows up. And we've got this crazy picture in our mind of a ghost that somehow is holy. But they, they, the word Holy Ghost and Holy Spirit are interchangeable. So I want to I show you some thoughts that Jesus gave to his disciples when he introduced them to the Holy Spirit. So we're going to spend a lot of time in John. You can turn to John 14 right now if you'd like. I'm going to talk for a couple minutes and then we'll read a couple verses out of John 14. But the disciples, all their life, they knew Jesus. I find it really interesting in the discussions that Jesus has with his disciples, how many times they said, and now we believe. And we sit back and we have the benefit of 2020 and we have the benefit of a scriptures in front of us and we read the stories and the passages and, the, and all these situations and the interaction. And sometimes we kind of get on the disciples' case and say, oh, well, you guys, didn't you know this? But they had right in front of their eyes and right in front of their hands, they smelt, they touched, they walked. They saw all the miracles that Jesus did. They saw them. They were there. They participated in them. They were the guys that gave the fish and the loaves out. 
Jesus sent them out two by two and said, I want you, all authority is given to me. And he says, go. And, and he told them to cast out demons, to heal, and to see sicknesses and diseases healed. And they came back. And this was before he went to the cross. He was training them and teaching them as disciples because a disciple is a learner, is a student. So he gave them a classroom assignment and he says, I want you guys to go out. I've got the authority. I'm giving it to you. You go out and do this. And they came back and they were amazed and shocked. And they said, we can't believe it, but even these things happened and the devils were subject to us. They had all this amazing experiences. And then they freak out on a boat. And here they are, fishermen. I mean, their livelihood for most of these guys was on a boat. And they get afraid of a storm. And yet, they had just seen loaves being distributed. They'd seen people with withered hands stretched out. And he comes walking on the water. And one, one of the instances, he comes walking, and they didn't know if it was him or if it was a ghost. It wasn't Casper. And then he, another time, and he, and he says, peace be still. And then he says, oh, you of little faith. I find it amazing that the faith that the disciples had seemed to always be increasing, increasing. Increase. Don't expect your faith to hit an all-time level and stay there. Always expect your faith to increase. The disciples here, even in John 14, as we read it, John 14, 15, and 16, this amazing discussion that Jesus has, one of His last conversations that He has with His disciples. And as He's talking to them, at the end of that conversation, they still say, Lord, uh, they've got questions. Well, now we believe you, they said. Huh? He'd been with them three and a half years. So there's a growth. There's a constant, constant growing in the things of God. And in John 14, Jesus is speaking to them. And I want to give this as an introduction to, to living a life that is under the influence of the Holy Spirit. By the time... We're done sharing this and preaching this. I'm expecting you to walk out with a greater dimension and a greater understanding of what it is like to walk in the power of the Holy Spirit. I'm not just giving you information. Pastor Nelson will not just give you information. Pastor Daniel will not just share with you verses and ideas. What we would like to see is we want to see lives transformed by the power of the Holy Spirit. Because it's not just for you. The power of the Holy Spirit upon you is for others that need help. And when we understand that, that gives us an, a greater understanding of maybe what our assignment is, what our purpose is. So in John 14, he's talking to them and he gets to verse 15. And I, I'm intrigued by this because before he talks about the Holy Spirit, he says, if you love me, keep my commandments. The Holy Spirit is consistent with the Scriptures. He's not a lone ranger. 
The Holy Spirit, everything the Holy Spirit does is consistent with what Jesus did, and everything Jesus does is, is what consistent with what the Father told him and showed him. And we'll get to that. Maybe not today, because I've only got 15 more minutes. And everybody said, hallelujah. <laughs> if you love me, keep my commandments, verse 15. And I will pray the Father, and He will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. That he may abide with you for a few minutes. Thank you. Forever. Forever. Look at somebody and say, forever. The Holy Spirit is not just here for now. He's here forever. And he does not lose his effectiveness. He's not like a phone that starts great and three minutes later it's already decreasing in power. The Holy Spirit power, I would suggest to you it's not even even. I would suggest to you that it ever increases. Because the closer you get to Him and the more that you get to Him, the more you need His power. And He's going to abide with you forever. The Spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive... Because it neither sees Him nor knows Him, but you know Him, for He dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you orphans or comfortless. I will come to you. When the power of the Holy... I got, I got a lot of, lot of thoughts on this passage. Do you see that pa where He says the Spirit of truth and the world's not going to be able to see Him or receive Him? Have you ever had anybody come to you and say, what do you have? Anybody here... Have somebody come to you and say, there's something different about you. Okay, it's a good time to raise your hand. <laughs> Have you ever had somebody that's come and say, what's the matter with you? Why, why, why are you like this? Do you know what they're doing? They don't know and they don't understand what the Holy Spirit is doing in your life. But they are recognizing there's something different. They don't know what it is. When somebody comes to you, the next time somebody comes to you, I'm going to ask God to cause you to go, yeah, there is something different. He's called the Holy Spirit. And then watch him freak out. The what? The holy what? But the world does not understand the peace that you have. The world does not understand the hope that you have. The world does not understand how you can see a storm brewing and you're still going right at it just as normal and consistent as can be because they're freaked out. They're calling in this person. They're checking this out. They're, they're looking at their horoscope. I don't know why anybody would look at the horoscope. I mean, just the word scares me, horoscope. But they're checking out, what do the stars say? They're checking out, what does this say? Is this my month? Are the clouds going to break and is the light going to shine on? I mean, they're, they're expecting all these things and they see you and you're not checking the horoscope. You're not checking the time. You're not checking the sky. You've checked the Word and the Word says, I'm with you always, even to the end of the world. And they say, what's with you? What they're recognizing is the Holy Spirit. And that is an amazing prime opportunity to share something. You don't have to get the thus saith the Lord voice. 
Well, thus saith the Lord. No, you can just share with them the way you are. You know what I've learned? I've got this relationship with God, and it's real crazy. But he's kind of cool. And he just talks with me, and he helps me. And you just share with them the truth of the Holy Spirit. Jesus is talking to the disciples, and he's giving them all these pictures of what Christ is. I've got, or the Holy Spirit is. I want to give you six things from this passage. I'm going to give you a couple more, but I've got six particular things I want you to see from this passage. Because we sometimes say, and the Holy Spirit, you shall be filled with power. And I believe in power, but sometimes I think we forget the practical. I find the Holy Spirit is so practical, He's powerful. I find the Holy Spirit so practical, He's supernatural. I find Him so supernatural, He's practical. In fact, you know how practical the Holy Spirit is? If you're sick, He's so practical, He can heal you. I mean, that's ultimate practicality. That's the ultimate in being practical, is to walk away being healed. First thing I want you to say, see is he says, I'm going to pray the Father. He says, I'm going to ask the Father to give you the Holy Spirit. Now, the Holy Spirit is one-third of the Trinity. We refer to the term Trinity, the triune God. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. In creation, we see right off the bat, it says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And then the second verse, it says, and His Spirit hovered or brooded over the face of the deep. We see in John 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And then we find out in, I think, verse 14, it says that the Word was Jesus. Genesis 1, 28, when he created man, he said, let us make man in our image. And then in the second chapter, when he gives the account of creating man, and he had man as the dust, and he formed the dust, and he says, and he breathed into him. What did he breathe? He breathed into him, he became a living soul. The breath was the Holy Spirit. God blew my mind. When I'm studying this, every breath you take, you're inhaling Holy Spirit. I should have seen some heads go. <laughs> but when he breathed into, what did he breathe into him? He breathed into him the life of the Spirit. He breathed into him the Holy Spirit. The oxygen that we call it oxygen, but it's probably properly called pneuma, which refers to the breath of God. We've given it a scientific name, oxygen. But this space is filled with air. It is filled with the breath of the Holy Spirit. So every breath that I take, I'm breathing in the Holy Spirit. Think about that. You say, well, where is he? You just got some. 
breathe him in. So he says, I'm going to ask the Father. So, so in this picture, when he says, ask the Father, they all work together. They're co-equal, and yet they're all separate. I can't explain the, the mystery of the Trinity. They're three in one. But he says, I'm going to ask the Father, and he's going to give you another comforter. In other words, he says, Jesus is referring to the fact that Jesus was actually a comforter. The word comfort there is is Pericleus, or Pericletus, which means, um, Olivia, could you stand up for a moment? So the Holy Spirit, in relationship to Olivia, runs to her side. Everywhere she goes, it's like she's doing a three-legged race, and the Holy Spirit's there. It's probably actually a five-legged race, because he'd be on that side, too. So, but, but the Holy Spirit, He runs to your side. He runs to your side. He runs to your side. He says, I'm going to ask the Father that He's going to give you another. And the word another is of the same kind. In other words, He says, you see me, you understand everything I've done and you've seen me walking in the Spirit. You've seen me walking in the anointing and healing people. I'm going to send you another one like me. Not different. So what he has done is he's taken him and now he's spread them across. And he says, the Holy Spirit is just like me. He's another one. And he's going to do everything I've done, he's going to do. Everything I say, He's going to bring back to your remembrance. He's going to teach you. He's going to guide you. He's going to lead you. The disciples, all they knew was Jesus. In John 7, when He talks, He says, um, Come unto Me, and I'm going to give you waters that just flow, and living waters coming out of you. And it says in that chapter that He was speaking of the Holy Spirit. They didn't understand everything that He said. There were things that Jesus said to them they didn't understand until afterwards. And that was the Holy Spirit coming to bring it to their remembrance. The Holy Spirit is given to you. The Holy Spirit is given to you. Jesus said, I'm going to ask the Father. And another, another passage, if you continue, and, and, and I might give you the references for you to read in John 14, 15, and 16, I think there's four different sections or paragraphs or sections where Jesus is talking about the Holy Spirit. And in another one of those passages, He says, I'm going to send Him to you. Do you know the Holy Spirit has been sent to you? He has been dispatched to you. I asked Adrian before the service, what does dispatch mean? Because he... he works on a truck, he will get dispatches, and when he gets a dispatch, he goes and he takes care of it. The Holy Spirit has been dispatched to you. And who is the Holy Spirit? He's the embodiment of Christ. He's the embodiment of God. If, if I could use very simple, very simplistic it's probably, um, Pastor Nelson probably will correct me theologically later. I hope he doesn't do it in front of all of you. But, um, but theologically, I may not, I, I might be making it too simplistic, but 
in the Old Testament, God the Father seemed to be the one that was doing a lot of the work. Jesus was there. There's theophanies. There's, and the Word was there. And the Holy Spirit says the Spirit came upon people at times. But for the most part, in the Old Testament, you see God the Father at work. Then you get a 32 and a half year period where you see Jesus at work. And God sent His Son. God gave us. And then Jesus left, and now you get this period where the Holy Spirit seems to be the active agent of the Trinity or the Godhead in our lives now. So you kind of... I'm being very simplistic. Pastor Nelson's going to go theologically and amphiporically, David, you were... But do you understand, today we have the agent of the Godhead is the Holy Spirit. And Jesus is the one that He says, I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit. I'm running out of time. First thing I want you to see in John 14... Verse 16, first thing, he may abide with you forever. The Holy Spirit wants to be with you forever. He's not, he doesn't click, he doesn't have a time clock that he clicks in and clicks out. He's there 24-7, 365 or 364, it doesn't matter to him, or 366. I don't know how many days are in a year and on leap year. He's there every single day, every moment of the day, he is with you. He's there when you're sleeping. He doesn't have a nap. Oh, David went to bed, Whew, I can catch a few winks. Oh, he's with me even when I'm sleeping. He restores my soul. The first thing I want you to see about the Holy Spirit is that he will abide with you forever. That is not even a negotiation. That's a declaration. Jesus didn't say, you know what, you can negotiate with him. No, he says, I'm going to ask the Father... And he's, I just love it too, by the way. He says, I'm going to ask the Father and he's going to give you. Have you ever told somebody, I'm going to ask the boss and then the boss will give you? Or do you usually say, I'm going to ask the boss and then if the boss says it's okay, I'll give you. Jesus says, I'm going to ask him, the Father, and he's going to give you. There was no doubt in his mind. You read the other accounts, he says, I'm going to send you. I'm not checking it out. He says, I'm asking God, I'm going to pray to him, I'm going to talk to him, and he's going to give you. It's a done deal. The Holy Spirit is for your benefit. The first thing, I'm going to give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. The Holy Spirit is interested in being with you every moment of your day. The Holy Spirit is there for you all the time. All the time. This morning we, we saw the Spirit was talking about renewed hope. You need renewed hope. The Holy Spirit is there right now. He hasn't left he doesn't take weekends off. He doesn't take Sunday morning off. He doesn't take the days off. He doesn't take a coffee break. 
He doesn't ask for a nap. He doesn't have a union agreement. His agreement is, I'm here with you always. He's got a covenant with you. And the amazing thing about the covenant that we have with our Father is we did none of the negotiation. He said, here it is. Accept it or reject it. God wants us to believe in Him. So He's going to abide with you. Second thing I want you to say, see is that He's the Spirit of truth. When you find that out and you read that out, basically, He is the truth. He is, t- he is the representation of the truth. Everything the Father is, the Holy Spirit is truth. Undeniably, completely. Any situation you face, if you want the truth, you will find the Holy Spirit in the answer. I don't care if it's a construction question. The Holy Spirit can give you the answer. I don't care if it's a financial advisor's question. The Holy Spirit can give you the answer. Because He is truth. I don't care if it's a relationship issue. You bring it before the Lord and you say, God, I need your truth. The Holy Spirit will give you the answer because He is truth. He is without error. In fact, He combats error. If you study that word out, you will find that he is actually opposed to and fights against error. Have you ever played a game and they change the rules on you? He doesn't change the rules. I have eight brothers. When I played a game with my brothers, and if I lost, and they said, you want to play again? I tried to change the rules. And if I won, they would try to change the rules. The Holy Spirit doesn't change the rules. He's truth. He is the rock and the cornerstone, the the foundation that you need and the truth that you need. The Holy Spirit is every single time. So He abides with you forever and He's truth. He does not lie. I don't know about you, but I want to get to know him more. Because he's with me every single moment of my day. The nanoseconds, he's there. Not only that, but if I need an answer, he is truth. So when I talk with him, he will give me the truth. By the way, I'm referring to the Holy Spirit as he. Because when you read the scriptures, he is the Holy Spirit, is not it is the Holy Spirit. He is the Holy Spirit. Number two is He is truth. Number three and number four combined. It says at the end of verse 17, the world cannot receive Him because it neither sees Him So listen to this. The world does not see him, which would imply that you and I see him. It it says that the world doesn't know him, which would imply that you and I can know him. And that know is a real intimacy. Not a knowing of, but a knowing. For he dwells with you 
and will be in you. So number three and four, he dwells with you and he dwells in you. The Holy Spirit isn't just satisfied to be around you. The Holy Spirit is not just satisfied to be something around you, but he's, he, he wants to be in you. That's why you read in the Scriptures and it talks about being filled with the Holy Spirit. It talks about walking in the Spirit. When we study and we see how we can live a life being influenced by the Holy Spirit, and I'm not talking about just a temporary influence, I'm talking about a permanent fact. Everything I do, every moment I'm aware of the Holy Spirit, that's my goal. That is my desire, that every moment I hear the Spirit, I'm talking with the Spirit. When I wake up in the morning, I read a book by a, a gentleman named Benny Hinn. Some of you have heard of him. His book title was called, Good Morning, Holy Spirit. Every morning he wakes up and he says, good morning, Holy Spirit. I want to be so in tune with the Holy Spirit that I'm talking with Him all the time. I've had conversations with people and during the course of our conversation, all of a sudden the person says, oh, stop, the Holy Spirit just said to me. I'm sitting there going, wow. Now, I hear the Spirit, I understand the Spirit, but i got to get to know more. Because when I look today, I'm asking God for something ridiculous. I'm asking God that the Holy Spirit would show me what you need, what you need, what you need, what you need, what you need. I'm asking God through the Holy Spirit, not so that I can have some private information, but I want to see your lives transformed. And I'm not interested in just speaking. I'm interested in seeing the power of the Holy Spirit released and unleashed in your life so that you will walk under the influence of the Holy Spirit 24-7. And I'm interested that when I walk into Starbucks that the Holy Spirit's got this little, you know, have you ever seen those x-ray glasses or these, these glasses with the, these guys, uh, you know, playing these war games and all of a sudden it zeroes in on a target and it goes, chee, 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 chee. I'm asking the Holy Spirit that when I walk into Starbucks, all of a sudden it goes, doo, 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 and then it goes, subject, needs help, soar back. Holy Spirit. That's what I'm asking. I'm asking God that I would become an operative for the Holy Spirit. Not for my benefit, benefit but that it would glorify God. And quite frankly, I'm asking Him to do that to each and every one of you. You may not realize what you do when you come and sit down here every Sunday, but I'm asking the Holy Spirit to mess with you good. He dwells with you. So as I stood beside Olivia, as the Comforter came and He stood beside Olivia, stand up again, sweetie. You're healing, your back's getting healed. Not only is he with her, around her, if you study the Greek prepositions and everything, you'll find out that everywhere around her he is. But not only that, but he's inside her. I mean, there's no place where he's not. <laughs> there's no place where he's not. 
Not only does he want to be beside her and around her and run to her, but he says, the Lord says, I'm going to send him to you, and he's going to be with you. He's going to abide with you forever. He's going to be all around you, and he's going to be inside you. You can't escape from the Holy Spirit. And yet we do. Thanks, sweetie. And I'm not being condemning there. I hope your spirit is convicted. Because I want the Holy Spirit 100%. And I'm expecting radical things to happen in me. Number three and four, He dwells with you and in you. Number five, He teaches. He teaches. He is very systematic. People say that they're led by the Spirit, and then they're like, boom, 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 boom. No, the Holy Spirit's very systematic. You don't think so? The world was created with the operation of the Holy Spirit. And the world is pretty orderly. If you need teaching, show up Sunday night. <laughs> Six to seven, seven to eight, eight to nine. But then also show up Monday morning and say, teach me, Holy Spirit. Ask the Lord to open your eyes when you read His Word. Because His Word is life. You wake up in the morning and you say, Good morning, Holy Spirit. What do you want to do today? And He will start teaching you and showing you and working with you. And all of a sudden, you're going to find that your life is taking on a difference. People, you're going to walk into Starbucks. The radar is going to lock in. You're going to go down the road somewhere. The radar is going to lock in. You're going to check the sun and figure out which way the shadow goes. And you're going to walk so the shadow that you project will land on somebody. That's what I do. I literally look which way the sun is shining, and I'm asking God when I walk by, because I don't know their names, but I'm saying, Lord, I'm expecting my shadow to affect people. And the best time to do it is early in the morning and late at night, because then it's really long. <laughs> he teaches, he's very systematic, he's very supernatural. The things Jesus taught were supernatural. But that's what the Spirit was craving. Number six, He brings to remembrance. He is consistent in thought and message. And as we study, and as we spend some time looking at what does it mean to be under the influence 24-7 of the Holy Spirit, He is going to bring things to your mind that were deposited to you as a child. When you read the Scripture, don't just think you're reading the Scripture and you're done. God will bring things to your mind from the Scriptures when you need it, and you'll go, where did that come from? It came from Him, the Holy Spirit. I'm not sure we truly understand the Holy Spirit. I'm not sure I do completely. 
I mean, he's got power. He's got wisdom. He's got comfort. He's got guidance. Do you know he speaks? The Holy Spirit speaks. He's got the supernatural. He's got the natural. And he's been dispatched to be active in your life. I'm excited for the next number of weeks, next couple months, to take a look and understand the Holy Spirit. And I'm not just interested in seeing flames come off the tips of my fingers. I'm interested in seeing Him work in me and cause me to live a life that brings Him glory. I'm expecting to be a dispenser of hope. I'm expecting to be a dispenser of wisdom. I'm expecting to be a dispenser of peace. I'm expecting when I go to the job site that He can tell me the most effective way to proceed on a project. Because he's really smart. He was around before blueprints were made. AutoCAD is nothing to God. He knows bits and bytes better than we do. I'm expecting people that work in financial arenas to get wisdom from God that surpasses their neighbor. Why? Because the Holy Spirit is in you. I'm expecting that I will be more effective than somebody who doesn't know Christ. Because I have an advantage, and I'm not afraid to say that. I have an advantage. He is called the Holy Spirit. He can speak to me. Jennifer, even when you do your jobs, He can give you wisdom on which way to proceed. As you do, you say, well, this is just a small space. God will give you wisdom and he will speak to you in the moments that you're working. Don't discount him and don't say, God, this is too small for you. Brother Jason, good to see you, man. Love you, buddy. God's going to give you wisdom. Supernatural wisdom. You're going to see something and it's going to go boop, boop, boop. You're going to understand critical paths. You're going to understand the sequence better than you've understood it before. The Holy Spirit is going to quicken you. Adrian, you say, well, all I do is sit and drive in a truck. He's going to give you the best route. He's not going to get you stuck in traffic, which you love so dearly. He's going to get you to point A to point B. Why? Because the Holy Spirit is in you. Expect the crazy, expect the practical when you get connected with the Holy Spirit. Don't limit Him and say, no, I'm going to work now, I'll see you later. Say, I'm going to work now, I need you more than ever. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit has the ability to make God's Word happen. So when you need something, you start speaking His Word, and the Holy Spirit has the ability to make it happen. I just, I'll just i share one last thing. In the account of creation, God the Father spoke. And what did He speak? He spoke the Word. 
In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with Him. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. And then it goes on and it says, and the Word was Christ. It was the light of all men. But you also see in Genesis 1 that the Spirit hovered over chaos. I want you to get ready to receive this because I believe miracles will happen. And I believe miracles start right here. I believe miracles start right here in your mouth. If you don't speak it, you will never dispatch the Holy Spirit to work on behalf of you. If God never said, let there be, there would have not been. But the moment God said, let there be, he put into action words and the Holy Spirit was that active ingredient that caused it to happen. You want to see a miracle in your life, it involves God the Father, involves God the Son, and it involves God the Holy Spirit. And you speak that word, and what happens is it goes forth, and the Holy Spirit activates and makes alive what you have said. Shauna, I believe speaking, and I speak to your hip right now, and the Holy Spirit will activate, and He will move to your hip. Healing. Sheila, I'm speaking healing to your kidneys. And I believe when the word is put forth, we don't ask, we can declare what the word of God says and we declare his word. Kidneys be whole in the name of Jesus. And the Holy Spirit moves to those kidneys. If you can't tell, I'm a little excited. I want more of the Holy Spirit. I'm not satisfied with the things I've seen, and I've seen some things. I've seen miracles. But I'm looking forward to walking by a wheelchair and that person popping up. I'm looking forward to seeing people's hands that are like this stretch forth and be whole. I'm looking forward to people that can't see. All of a sudden, their eyes are open. And it's through relationship with the Holy Spirit that we get to see the activation and the power of God. And He is so practical. Are you ready to take a journey with us? Can you stand? I want to close in prayer. I'm going to ask the Holy Spirit to be with you this week. I'm going to tell you what I'm going to ask. And then you can raise your hands if you want to receive that and, and, and agree with it. I'm going to ask the Holy Spirit to be even more aware, uh, you to be more aware of the Holy Spirit this week. I'm going to ask Him to cause you to see things you never saw before. Whether it's radar whether it's zoning in, whether it's ideas, whether it's, it's thoughts. But I'm asking Him to make you ultra-sensitive this week to what the Holy Spirit has to say. Because He's in you, He's with you, He abides, He teaches you, He's not going to leave you, He's there for you. So it sounds like i got to get with the program.
So if you want to have a crazy week, raise your hand. Holy Spirit, have some fun this week with me and with everyone here. And may we understand what it is to be under your influence 24-7. In your name, amen. God bless you. Have an amazing, crazy week.